be careful to not move anything that's below the shot line. So if I'm using a lot of gestures right now, it just seems weird, right? You're seeing my shoulders move. It just doesn't make sense. So what we wanna do is keep pretty still, except from where, pretty still below the shot. The Video Presenter Show, show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations. The Video Presenter Show. Hello, welcome to the Video Presenter Show by BigView. We are here to help you transform words into impact by being the best presenter you can be. Learn valuable tips and tricks from public speakers and experts in communication, how to get your messages across more efficiently. Receive advice on everything from storytelling to social media marketing. It's time to take your presentations to the next level. Today, we will learn how to present, how to look good on camera using a teleprompter. And for this reason, I invited Lori Brown. She is a coach, trainer, speaker, and she is even an author of a book about teleprompters. So you don't wanna, want to miss that part. Lori, the stage is yours. Hello, Lori. Thank you so much. I don't think there has ever been a better time to making videos. It's become really easy. And I was thinking back, I have spent all of my adult life on camera. And yet, for a good portion of that, other people were taking care of all the technical parts of it, right? All I had to do was show up, go to my mark, say my lines, and that was it. And so there has been a learning curve trying to get good at video. So I want to talk to you a little bit about how you can look and sound like a pro when you're on camera. Now, I have a question for you. And my question is simple. Are you currently making videos? Yes or no? And then the second question to that is then going to be, how are you using those videos? Because for me, I've been using them for promotion. I've been using them in email, which has been hugely great. I've been using it for training. So here's what I want to talk to you about how you should start. And it really, everything starts from a script. And if you have a great script, much more likely you're going to have a great video. But it just can't be willy-nilly. Let's go to the next slide because this is what's really important. Before you even take pen to paper, I want you to think about two things. Who is your audience and what do you want them to do? Because video isn't one size fits all. No communication is one size fits all. And so before you even start, think about the group of people you're trying to reach out to. And what are some of the things you might want to know about them? I want to know what they're interested in, what they already know, what their biggest issues are, and how I can help them. And then I want them to think about how can I get them to do what I want them to do through my script. So in any presentation, you're moving people from A to B. So let's take a look at that script because the problem with scripts is the written word doesn't always sound 
natural. It doesn't sound like we speak. And so one of the things I did, and for a lot of parts of this broadcast, I looked at prose, I talked to prose, and I said, what do we need to do to be good at this? So you have a script, right? You've got an idea what you want to do. And what's interesting is the spoken language for most people are shorter sentences and shorter words. And when you might say it is, change it to it's. This one's going to be a strange one to say, but make some mistakes. We are not perfect communicators. So it's okay occasionally to not have perfect grammar. It's okay occasionally to use slang, depending on your audience. Now, one of the things I do to get the script right is that I'll record it. Maybe I'll just speak what I would normally say if I was doing a live presentation. I'll record it. I'll get the transcription. And then I'll edit the transcription. Because when I edit the transcription, I can make it sound more conversational. The more we can make it conversational, ultimately, that's all this is. It's a conversation between you and the one person who's watching the video. And when you can make them feel like you're just talking to them, you've got a really good script. So let's move on to the teleprompter. I'm a huge fan of the teleprompter. I got the absolute amazing gift of interviewing one of the people who invented the teleprompter. And what you're seeing there is a very early teleprompter. When they started out, teleprompters were made with huge typewriters. And they typed out and they said sometimes they would type so fast that keys would fly off into the room. And then it would just scroll. It worked really well then. And it can work well now, but there are issues. Let's take a look right now at some of the things we need to think about. So what are the pros of using a teleprompter? First is that there is no memorization. I don't have to memorize. And by the way, when I coach people on presenting, I tell them never memorize. When you just memorize words, when you're doing a live presentation, it's almost like pearls. Each word is a pearl. And if you've ever seen a pearl necklace that drops a pearl, everything falls. And I've seen people who are presenting who have memorized, they've lost the word and then everything goes away. But you can use a teleprompter and not memorize. The other good thing is it's going to be consistent. Every time you do it, you'll have the same words. And once you get used to it, there's a lot of ease there. Now, what are the cons? It doesn't sound natural. Some people cannot read and have it sound like they're just talking to you. The other thing is you can sometimes see people reading the teleprompter. Their eyes switch back and forth and look a little shifty. And the other thing that I've seen when I've coached people using a teleprompter is getting the right speed. They're either running to catch up or they're taking big breaks to be able to match up with it. Now, when you have a live teleprompter operator, it's much easier because they can maneuver it. 
So there are tricks on how to get a script to work on the teleprompter without having someone run it for you. Let's take a look at some of the things that you can do. When you have a good script, you should mark it up. And there are a number of things you can do to help you sound like you're really talking as opposed to reading. So you might put in parentheses or just to keep an area together. So if I wanted to say this innovation skin smooth system, that's one thought. The X in that would be the pause I would take, treats wrinkles and all. And then when I want to have this, 346 tissue irregularities. Sometimes it's easier to write out the words, as you see there. Using radio frequency, I'm going to emphasize that. Deep heat is applied to both the dermis and the hypodermis. That gives me a little pause there with the slant, which results in a reduction in cellulite and improved skin integrity and quality. It's the best. So with that, it does allow you to have a little more conversational sound. And you can figure out how that works best for you, what you want to emphasize. When you want pauses, X's work. If you want to wait a little bit before your teleprompter starts, put a bunch of X's at the top. It works really well. All right, let's take a look at the next one. So the next thing is getting the right pace. In general, a good pace is somewhere between 130 and 170 words per minute. That's when we're speaking. There are times we're going to want to slow down. And there's times we want to go faster. But again, don't race to catch up and don't slow to keep up. I know on the Big View teleprompter, you can hit a pause and then let that go from there. So that's the whole thing about eyes. So let's take a look right now. Now, this is true for any video, whether you're using teleprompter or not. Where your eyes are makes a huge difference. My eyes are not at my camera. If I look at my camera, it's different than when I look somewhere in the middle of my screen. So I have to position my teleprompter to be exactly where my eyes are. This will depend. Now, if you're using a real teleprompter, your eye should be at the line you're reading. If you're using a teleprompter on a screen, you have to play with it a bit. A couple of things I do is I make the screen a little smaller so that I don't have that shifty eye movement. It's really going to be a test for it. But again, if you're far back, as somebody said you're gonna have a far better ability to not look like you're reading. So now we have to talk about bodies. And this is gonna be true whether you use a teleprompter or you don't use a teleprompter. This is just about how to communicate on camera using the different angle or the different shots you could get. So the headshot is right about here. And if you're doing a broadcast or doing a video where you're right here, that's called a headshot. Headshots are pretty intimate. And what that means is you can't be real big because you're about a foot apart from the other person or they're going to feel like you're about a foot apart. So 
your read should come down, should be maybe a little softer, a little less energy. If you go a little farther, this is a bus shot. And with the bus shot, imagine you're sitting across the table from somebody. And think about how you might deliver your message if you were at that level. The next one is waist. So when you have waist, and I don't know if I can get back far enough, you can use your arms. You can have a lot more energy because this would be as if you were perhaps had people maybe three or four feet away from you. So you can be bigger. Your read can be bigger. Your delivery can be bigger. The three-quarter shot, somebody called it the cowboy shot. I guess that's where your guns would be if you were going to be shooting. So if you're at that level, again, you can use a lot more hand motions. You can be bigger. Now, if you do the full body, that's where you can have full energy. You can deliver as if you were in a room full of people. Now, one other thing, and I'm not doing a great job of modeling it. Be careful to not move anything that's below the shot line. So if I'm using a lot of gestures right now, it just seems weird, right? You're seeing my shoulders move. It just doesn't make sense. So what we want to do is keep pretty still, except from where pretty still below the shot. And also, I like to direct people to imagine there's a glass right here. And so you can't go too far this way or that way. I get too far in and it looks a little creepy. I go back. It's everything is smaller when you're on screen because the screen is so much bigger. One of the things to do is to watch movies and see how people deliver their lines depending on their shot. And it really does change. So a more still, not a lot of, be careful of this kind of movement. Everything needs to be smaller because you're bigger. A lot of people don't read teleprompters. And what I suggest, if you don't sound natural, is just to have keywords even on the teleprompter. So let's talk about lighting right now. Lighting is obviously really important. When I first started doing this kind of work, I went to a lighting designer and the lighting designer suggested three-point light and said that you should have lights on two sides and one at you. That works. You don't really need it in a smaller space. What I use is a light that bounces off the back wall and comes to me, and then another light that faces me. Generally, one light is really sufficient if it's a good light. One of the things I recommend, it used to be, I remember being on sets and sweating profusely because the old lights were really hot. And you don't need those now because now you can use an LED that works really well. So there's a couple of lights that I've been recommending to people. I don't have them now. I've heard that they've worked. One is called Loom, and that one is the Elgato that you're seeing there. The Elgato does a really good job of lighting it. What you want, though, is to make sure there's light facing you.
because the more front light you get, the more flattering it is. I use reflective lenses. They still sometimes do that. One of the ways to get around it is to have the lights above where your eyes are. All right, so let's talk about light and go to this. I am not a fan of green screen. I will tell you that I have seen more bad green screen than I have seen good green screen. To use green screen, you have to light the screen behind you. It's not just lighting you, but the background has to be well lit. And what I've seen when people have used green screen is that there's a lot of the hands fading out or the hair being weird, or if they move, you lose them. I know it's fun to have a beach behind you or maybe even your logo behind you if you want to do that. I do think there's better ways to do that. So I don't recommend green screen unless you really have the time and energy to put into lighting that green screen and making it really work for you. So what can you put in your backdrop? I've got one that's just, it's a fold up one. It goes into this round shape. Now, backdrops, I used to really dislike having bookshelves behind you because I thought they were distracting. And people were looking and saying, what's that book? What do they have there? And I think there's a little bit of that. But if you have a nice background that's not too distracting and supports your image, that's great. So how do you want to present yourself? And what do you want them to know about you? And do you have the space to do that? So some people have painted walls behind them and that works really well. Some people have just their bookshelves behind them and they've made them nice and neat. Mine are not nice and neat. So that's why you will not see that match it to the image you want to portray. So let's go on to this next part, which is about what you look like, your wardrobe and your makeup. Wardrobe is a funny thing. Cameras have gotten better. So there are some things that the camera's better about now than they used to be. When I first started working with video, and this is 20 years ago, 30 years ago when we were using video cameras and not film is very forgiving, but video isn't, or at least it wasn't. Couldn't wear white because of the white balance. Couldn't wear red. That's changed. We've gotten much, the cameras have gotten much better and you can get away with wearing white. Color balance works really well. But what you can't use are things that have tight prints. And so that tight print could be a herringbone, even little flowers. What happens is they tend to vibrate and that can be very distracting. Again, what you wear should match both your audience and your brand. And so when I, back when I used to do live presentations in front of people before the pandemic, I would make sure that my wardrobe was about one level above where my audience was. So I wouldn't be wearing a suit if folks were working in a plant. So you always just, as respect, level it up a bit. I love HD, but HD is incredibly unforgiving. And so be careful 
of small stains, of clothing that hasn't been ironed. It will pick up every little thing. Now, speaking about HD, HD is not forgiving for cameras either, for your face. So makeup can help you a lot. What I like to do when I'm coaching somebody is to get a screenshot of them without makeup on. And then we can look at what do we need to do to minimize whatever the problem areas might be. So it might mean if you're shiny, you can use an HD powder. They have HD powders that will take away the shine. That works well. And somebody was saying about how we want a light to give us more depth. You can use makeup for that also. Don't overdo makeup because again, you're on a small screen and it'll get much bigger. All right, let's take a look at the next one. I have heard from so many people that good sound is more important than anything else. So a good sound will take you, well, you can be forgiven for some things not doing well, but not having the sound not work well. I like having a microphone. I don't use the one in my computer. I have this same one, the Netty Yano that I'm showing. Yeti Nano, not Netty Yano. <laughs> Yeti Nano, I have the little one. It works really well. Here are some things to know. So lavaliers, the ones that you can pin. If you're going to use a lavalier, have it be set where your mouth is. Because when you use any sort of mic, you want to be about this far away from the microphone. Right? So take your hand. That's a good place to have the mic. If it's over here, that's fine unless you turn this way. And now you're not on mic anymore. So generally, if you're going to use a lav, have it be centered, have your mic fairly centered in front of you. So I like this. Effective Remote Relationship said this, clean, clear sound is vital. Absolutely. So great thing to remember. If you're going to spend money on something, that's where I would spend the money. I am not a big fan, and some people have used it very well for those big headsets with the mic here. Sometimes the sound is good, but I'm not sure that's necessarily the best way to communicate. So I like those mics. I like lavs, whichever one you want. Some people like earpieces. I don't use it. There's a thing called Hey Mike, and I haven't used it. So Hey Mike can work with your phone. It works via Bluetooth. I bought it. I haven't used it, but it's good. If you can't have a controlled, quiet environment, you need a noise-canceling mic. There's also noise-canceling software that you can get. And I think now, I'm not sure anyone has a quiet, controlled environment anymore. <laughs> Just because of the pandemic, we have our dogs around and our kids around and all of that. But yes, if you can minimize noise, but that's one of the great things about video too, because when your dog barks, you just do another take. So the last thing I really want to talk about is captions. And I think captions are really important. Let me ask you all a question. 
Have you ever watched video with the sound turned off, like on LinkedIn? So fuzzy microphones. Yeah, we used to have all sorts of filters for outside. But does anyone just read the video and not listen to it? So that's why I like captions, because there are times when I'm watching a video and it's late at night and I don't want to wake up my husband. So I turn the sound off and I just read it. So I love captions. I think captions are great. Here's what I used to do. I used to record on Zoom. Then I'd take the video. I'd send it over to Rev, who did a great job making an SRT file. Then I used Handbrake. That looks like a pineapple daiquiri, but it's Handbrake. Handbrake.fr, I think. And I would put it through that. And then it would meld the words to the video. So then I would do some editing and then I'd put it to YouTube. The whole thing could take me a day, literally, between recording, getting it out to Rev, getting it back from Rev, putting it on handbrake, editing it then, and then getting it to YouTube. So now what do I do? I just do Big View. This is amazing. I'm not doing an advertisement for Big View. I just have to tell you that Big View has changed my life. So when I did all those steps, here's what I do now. I do my script for my teleprompter, and then I do the recording, and then I ask it to add subtitles. And what's great about Big View is that I can also have some words be emphasized. I can change the color. It is wonderful. It is a wonderful tool. I can do all my editing. It has cut my time. I don't even want to say by half more than that. It's amazing. This is some of the things that you need to do to be better on camera and to have better videos. Could we go on all day about being great on camera? Absolutely. Okay. I think uh, this is it for today. Uh, I want to thank you, Laurie, for coming and for an interesting talk. I think everybody loved it. And all of you for coming. Thank you. The Video Presenter Show is an interactive space for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and anyone who wants to improve their presentation skills. Big View is your TV studio in your pocket. The Video Presenter Show. Show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations. The Video Presenter Show.